Hi, welcome to the Crown Heathens Podcast, where we talk about video game news, our favorite games, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. Marissa, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee and the list of the 2020 Game Awards nominees, so I think we should talk about that. Yeah, that's actually really good because I have a lot of opinions about this. Uh, As always, they're all angry. Of course. Um, But let's just jump right in. (laughs) So just to clarify, we are using the, um, we're going to be talking about 2020 games, the games that released in 2020, and we're going to be using the Game Awards specific Game of the Year nominations just to start us off. Uh, Sacco, why don't you tell us your favorite game that came out in 2020? Um, That's an excellent question. I don't feel like I played a lot of games that actually came out in 2020. Um, I played a decent amount of games in 2020. Yeah, t- like I'm looking at this list and it's like I've played one of these games. Like I've heard of all of them. It's just I've I just haven't played any games that released in 2020. Yeah, like COD might be the only one. No, no, Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two is definitely my main one. Marissa, I know you played The Last of Us uh, Part Two. Yeah. It it so spoiler alert for people that care about the 2020. Game of the Year nomination. It won. So Last of Us 2. <laughs> I think won. if you care, you already know that though. You, so you we're all good would there. Know that. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of a controversial game, I think. Some people didn't like it. I know you specifically liked it. I did. I I really enjoyed it. I think Naughty Dog does a great job with building characters that are put into situations I've never been in, but I understand their motivations and I understand their, um, like why they're, I guess, yeah, just their motivations in general. They have really good stories attached to them. And I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't played the game or hasn't seen any big spoilers about the game. (laughs) But um, I also understand why it was maybe a hard one for a lot of people to love. It was one of the games that, like, yeah, I think it deserves Game of the Year, but I also don't think I'll ever really want to replay it, even if I do. Like, Mm. it'll be like a, I'll force myself to replay it because it was good, rather than because I, like, thoroughly had fun playing it. That's an interesting, like, way to view it. Because, like, a, a lot of people, like, especially me, I'll look at a game and be like, what is the replay value? And you're straight up like, that was amazing. Best game of the year. Never touching it again. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you have these characters. So you have um, Ellie and Joel and uh, a new character that they added named Abby. And they have really great stories attached to them. But they were like just so sad. Like the, mm. it is really just a sad world and a frustrating world. And you get into it. And I don't know if I ever want to return to that world, even though I think they did a great job building it. Like, it's weird. It's weird. It was a weird game in that sense. Like, it is a post-apocalyptic world, so it's understandable. Yeah, like, there was a quote from the lead director, and I can't remember what it was, but he was like, basically, it's not a fun game. We we created a really good game, but it's not one of those games you're going to, like, leave being like, "That that was a really fun experience. Yeah. Like, it was a very emotional story and i think the biggest thing is like i didn't i didn't find anything wrong with the gameplay i know there's been some critique about that you know maybe it wasn't like some people had some issues with the looting and stuff i thought all of that was good i thought like the ai as with the first one is really intelligent like you do really have to sneak by them and stuff like that you can't just 
you know, stand behind them or whatever. Like they'll hear you and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I definitely, I think most of the critique comes from a thing I won't say. And anyone who's played it knows (laughs) it happens in the first hour of the game. And like, I guess my story with it is like, I played 58 minutes of the game and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best game ever. I missed The Last of Us. Like, this is just such an amazing world. They make such great characters. I'm so invested. Like, I'm never going to stop playing this game. Like, it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then... When I hit 62 minutes into the game, I was crying and like, I was like, this is the worst $80 I've ever spent and I hate my life. So like, it's that kind of emotional journey. The ability to make a, like a, for a video game to make you feel that invested is like, oh, that means it's a good, it's not a good video game at making you feel happy, but it's a good video game at making you feel things, which may be why it won best narrative i don't know if you agree with that one i definitely agree with that i, one I haven't sure. played the game but a lot of people say it also had really good direction because it also won best game direction <laughs> um apparently the audio was also good because it also won best audio design it also um it got nominated for a lot of things yeah the best, Laura Bailey performance. Got best performance yeah sorry i completely cut you off i stole it right from you marissa who won best performance <laughs> <laughs> Laura Bailey. So she played Abby, and I'm I'm not going to spoil anything about her character. She was also quite a controversial character. You'll see that um, on any Reddit thread or Twitter thread that you read about The Last of Us too. But she, at the base of it, like I don't really care if you liked her character or whatever. She did a good job as the character, like as the as the actress, like the character aside as the actress. You're saying she did a good job. I I can't Im- like. She's hit a lot of critique about it, and I don't like don't really think any of it is deserved for her performance because she did exactly what she needed to do. And the fact that people got upset about it is almost just like the whole point. Like she were not supposed to immediately love her character. You were supposed to have a conflicted um opinion and journey of her character's story. And like you really felt that. Like you really go from being like, wow, this person's cool to this person sucks to I never, I can't believe I'm like, cause you play as her for a little bit. I can't believe I have to play as this character. Like at one point I was like, how do I kill her? Like, how do I, yeah. how do I kill this character? Like I'm running around trying to like commit suicide in this like survival game. Like that's not something you should necessarily do, but you're doing it anyway. And you know, all this stuff, but that she kind of- really, that, that was the whole point, really. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, that kind of brings it back to the the to the good storytelling where they made you fall in love, or maybe they didn't make you fall in love, but they made you play as a character that you don't necessarily agree with to tell the story better. Well, what mm-hmm. they did, they did something very different than I've ever experienced in a video game, where they they really made you think about all of the things you did in the first game, and like really yeah. contemplate whether you were really the good guy. Like they've really is, flipped the script on you, which is which which like is sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, go on. Um, that is really the core reason I think a lot of people struggled with this game and why I think it is still a good game. Um, but I also get like there's gonna there's people who are never gonna be able to like finish this game. I hope they do, because I think you get the journey is just really good. 
Um, so anyone who stopped playing it, I, I really do think like once you get to the end, it's it's quite like everything feels final. I have some qualms about the ending that I won't bring up here without because I can't really talk about it without spoiling so I was it. Actually, but... I was actually just going to ask you a question that maybe will answer. Maybe you can answer that without spoiling. So I was going to say you were saying the journey is really worth it. And I was about to before you brought up the ending, I was about to ask, is the destination just as good of a payoff as the journey? Without spoiling too much, or or is it like you play this game because the atmosphere is great and the characters are great, but just stop five minutes when they're <laughs> like, "This is your last save point." Just, just, just I, stop. There. I I don't <laughs> think that's necessarily it. I think in my perfect world, I would have wanted them to perhaps maybe you collaborate know, with a different studio. May- <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Or maybe I I don't know I felt like the last mission was a little bit rushed and it could have been done a different way and I feel like that critique narrative wise is actually quite valid like I think something happened with the ending where they they had the ending from the beginning and they didn't change it to fit the journey that you went on and I think that that is actually a valid critique. But I think what they still did is is good. So like you might not feel great about the ending, but go there. Don't stop at the last save. Go to the end and then have your opinion. Like if you critique it after that point, that's it doesn't totally ruin, valid. It doesn't ruin the journey. It's not the destination you wanted, but it's not like, oh, that, that whole, the whole game sucked because of that. The journey is still worth it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that the destination was what I like playing through the game and like getting to that end. The destination is kind of what I wanted, but there was a consequence in the ending that I that I didn't personally like. But like as far as like where the game went and how it ended, it kind of it very much fit the story. But there was a part in the ending that happened, like a, like something happened, and then that was the part I think that kind of had it. It gave it like a little bit of a sour ending, right? And I I know we want to move on to a different game here in a second, but um. I'm going to spoil something about The Last of Us, um, the first game. So if you haven't played that, maybe just uh, skip ahead a little bit. It's a little bit of a throwback, but let's... <laughs> but if you haven't played it yet, um, it's been a while, so I feel okay about spoiling this. But there's something that happens at the end of the first game in which you have to kill... I guess I can do this without spoiling too much. You basically have to kill someone, and it's very interesting how they never give you the choice, which is, I mean, it's a survival shooter. So I I get that. Like, it's not an RPG. You're not getting a whole bunch of different endings. But it feels really unnecessary to shoot this person. And I remember that being a critique of, like, like the only critique people could find with the first game. And very similarly, my, all my critiques lie in the way that they ended the story and some choices you don't get to make along the way. Even though I understand that's not the point of their game, it just felt a little bit like they'd made these characters and then there was no way to like it wasn't necessarily what I ne- thought Ellie and Abby and Dina perhaps would do in those situations even though it technically made sense it was just like a little bit off you know for, for sure I've never played either so I'm I'm going but what you sound sounds what you're saying sounds perfectly understandable now i want to ask you a question man i have answers probably (laughs) hopefully so and i can't find the category one here i think it was the what best simulation no oh oh. Oh, we're going for the deep cut we're going for the deep cut all right well it won best family 
for sure. I'm seeing that right okay. now. Okay, all right. So I, I immediately, I already know it's a Nintendo game. All they right, great so family <laughs> games. <laughs> you have some interesting thoughts on Animal Crossing. I so here's here's I think in general people tend to fall under two categories with Animal Crossing. Um, for those of you who don't know, it is like kind of a simulation game. Like you're not there's not a lot of storytelling there. It's more like uh, basically you have a, a town in the new game. You have an island and you have to you go there with nothing and you build your little city. And you build your island up, and the longer you play, the more interesting it gets. You start off with a tent, you end up with a museum, and like housing, and roads, and it's a very good time consumer. Um, you can go fishing, you can catch uh, bugs, and depending on what time of year you're playing, it's constantly changing, so you can only catch certain bugs in the wintertime, you can only catch certain fish in the summertime, um, but nothing ever happens. Like, it's like, I caught a fish, woohoo, and that's it. Uh, and a lot of people like to play this game because it's like, I need something to pass the time. Like I'm, I have five minutes in between class. Well, I have 10 minutes in between class. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me throw on animal crossing. And it originally came out for the GameCube. So it was very, this is the neck. And then it came out for the DS. So then this is the first one on the switch and right about the time it released, um, like a week earlier, almost all of North America went into lockdown. Um, large parts of Europe went into lockdown uh, because of COVID-19. So a lot of people were like, what are we going to do? And I think that it became physically impossible to buy a Nintendo Switch. Um, this game basically sold out everywhere because people were at home playing this game. And that's why I think for 2020, Animal Crossing had... A bigger impact i mean like it's not a great game it's a great it's a good time consumer nothing happens in it though like it definitely doesn't win deserve best narrative or best art direction <laughs> or even game direction but like for 2020 it was the 2020 anthem of i can't go to work so i'm gonna go work on my island i'm gonna go work <laughs> in animal crossing <laughs> you know like i can go cut my grass or i can go pick my weeds i on, mean that, on animal crossing <laughs> that's fair because at the beginning of all this nonsense that's a really bad way to summarize 2020 <laughs> 2020 uh, was nonsensical that's a good it's i'll i stand you'll it. allow it <laughs> yeah. all right great i i played a lot of um i was playing it before um covid19 lockdowns and stuff here in alberta but I was playing a lot of The Sims and then lockdown kind of happened and I played more of The Sims <laughs> and then I went to some more familiar favorites that had some stories I could get lost in. But I, I get the sense to be like, oh, especially if you had maybe um, gotten laid off or lost your job or something like that, I could see the desire to just do something that is perhaps a little repetitive, a little bit um, you have to. I don't know, personally, with those kinds of game, I have to have make up my own kind of narrative. But I get why it's nominated for Game of the Year, for sure, because it made an impact on the year. The, the thing about Animal Crossing, though, is that it's not a great simulator. No, 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 no. But it's like such a non-simulator that it works. Like, I've, I've never played it. But from what I've heard, like, on the internet, um, is that, like, turnips are, like, the most valuable thing in turnips. the game and it's just a turnip farm simulator right like some some people so that some people play differently some people just play the the stock the turnip stock market um 
some people use it literally as a fishing simulator. Like I remember seeing a picture of this guy and he had 500 hours and his girlfriend was like, how big, like, do you have the museum? Like, what do you have? And he's like, oh no. Like, and he was still living in his tent and, and she's like, how do you, have you played this much of the game and you haven't done anything? He's like, I like to fish. I like to fish. <laughs> like they make fishing simulators. You could just fish. Um, no, but, but it's, the, it's different. You got to fish an animal crossing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So the, the thing with it is, is that like s- the Sims is like way more detailed and like there's way more that you can do for each specific character and i could never get into the sims and another one that a lot of people compare to is like stardew valley but even that like stardew valley is like it's a farming simulator but it's way more than that. like the detail is so specific and then you have animal crossing where it's like you have an axe chop down five wood i have five wood and then tom looks like great come talk to me tomorrow that's it you can't there's nothing else you can do unless you fish or catch bugs but like the game is designed like nintendo does this a lot where they don't design their games to be played for 16 hours straight you sign on you play three hours and then it's like hey you've done everything you did come back tomorrow and your house might be built you know like when you get the museum you have to catch bugs and you give them to um the curator and he's like all right um come talk to me tomorrow and then the next day he's like oh you caught another one come back to me tomorrow and then after four days you have oh okay now i can do this which brought up a lot of people time traveling and just changing their switch's internal clock which i don't think is how the game is supposed to be played so i don't do that but it it leads to this interesting dynamic where i'm in bed i i'm laid off i'm not going to work i'm going to pick up animal crossing and after about an hour or two the game is saying hey you're done and it's like maybe i'll go for a walk you know, like it gives you that ability where I'm being asked to get up and leave the game instead of being like, no, 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 don't leave yet. Keep playing. And now it's mm-hmm. hour 17 and I haven't eaten anything all day and my eyes are burning. Like Animal Crossing was that perfect game right at the beginning where everybody kind of lost like what is happening. I'm losing hope. Oh, that's a cute little fish. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Let's go make dinner. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it gave yeah. you that nice, like it, it it was a nice touch. I don't think it really deserves game of the year because it is a children's game. It doesn't have a lot of direction. Like it doesn't really fit any other category. And I'm looking at the list and every other game got nominated for multiple things. And I think mm-hmm. the only other game that Animal Crossing got nominated for was Best Family Game. Um, well, it got nominated for straight up game of the year. It was that's what I mean. It was straight up game of the year and then um like best then, family game yeah i'm not and, seeing it anywhere else here which is understandable um like i don't think it, it didn't even make it best sim or strategy because like it, it really isn't that there's just no other way to describe it yeah right, yeah um but i but i definitely think like the impact it had on society also if you're listening to this really quickly if you bought animal crossing in march and haven't plugged your nintendo switch in since um Nintendo did release a statement saying that it is designed to be charged at least once every six months. So if you have not touched your switch, please plug it in or else the battery is going to like you're going to mess up the battery permanently. Oh, my gosh. That's such a nice little notice for everyone. Yeah, no, like Nintendo literally had to release a statement saying hi, like everybody was talking about this game in March. And now that some places in the world are starting to go back to normal um, and you're not probably not going to play this game anymore. Like if you bought a Nintendo switch just for this, just plug it in once every six months. But but the fact that they had to release that statement just means how much of an impact it had, like, not just uh, Animal Crossing, but also, like, this pandemic had such an impact on the way people view entertainment. And mm-hmm. I think the timing of it, it was like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like in 
in Toronto, where I, where I'm from, it was literally like, hey, I think we're going to go into lockdown. And then the, it was like Monday and then Thursday Animal Crossing came out. So like for those three days, everybody was just like, I got to find a switch. I got to find a switch. I got to find a switch. <laughs> yeah, they sold out fast. I know I wanted one and it like I was I went from being like, oh, let's see if I can get a good bundle. And then to suddenly like, can I find a switch? Like, <laughs> like where are they, are they? Are they even real or is this just like an urban legend? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it turned into an urban legend real fast. Because they're still right. sold out everywhere. Like, yeah, still pretty um, hard to get all right. One. So I want to actually switch to a game that. I've heard a lot about and I have no idea like what it's actually about, but I got nominated quite a few times here, like in multiple categories. So have either of you played Hades? No. So I have not played Hades. I know multiple people that are playing Hades and the people that play Hades say that it is the greatest game ever. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, because it, it won. It won best indie and then it was nominated like it was straight up nominated for the game of the year, which is impressive. It was best game direction, like nomination, best narrative nomination, best art direction. Like it's like multiple categories here. So I'm just curious. Like So so I think it's extremely important to note that like this is an indie game. And the fact that it got nominated for Game of the Year, like that's amazing. Um, I'm looking up um so it was made by Supergiant Games, and I'm looking at what else they've made, and honestly, I don't recognize any of them. I don't know if that's just me, but like their other games that they developed were Bastion, Transitor, Pyre, and now Hades. Oh, Transitor I played. Was it good? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I played that on the PS4, yeah. Uh, it was, um, I didn't finish it. Not as good as Hades, apparently. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't finish it. It was a good game. It was definitely fun. Um, it was like a top-down hack and slash kind of thing. But you were like yeah, a so Hades... computer program. Like, it was a weird thing like that. Is Hades also a top-down H- hack Hades and slash? Hades is a top-down hack and slash. Interesting. And you're basically playing as the son of Hades trying to get to olympus oh, okay that's interesting so you're tra- you're, you start in hades like in the underworld and you are trying to get through to mount olympus i don't know um like i don't know much more than that like i've watched a couple of of playthroughs but i haven't i think that's one um, of the i haven't played too much one of the many that i'm seeing here like i don't know how other people kind of take game of the year lists um Usually my go-to is to ignore them until like it's four years later and then be like, oh, I'm going to find this game for the first time ever. That's usually my go-to move here. But like Hades, like because it's been it's nominated in so many categories, like it's definitely on my list now, you know, like I feel like I need to check it out. So not only that, like it won Best Indie, it won Best Action. It got nominated for Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best Score in Music, Best Performance, Best Player's Voice. Um, but it also got nominated for a lot of the Golden. I know we said we weren't going to talk. Um, I said we were focusing on the Game Awards, but the Golden Joystick Awards, it also won Best Indie Game and Critics' Choice. It also got nominated for Ultimate Game of the Year, PC Game of the Year, Best Storytelling and Best Visual Design. So mm-hmm. even though it's a top-down hack and slash, like this is definitely on my list. Like I need to know, yeah, like why I, like so I want to get invested in the story because apparently the narrative is good. Yeah, that's where I'm intrigued. Like I I can get into stories with limited or no narratives for sure. Um, but that's I mean that's where I really love gaming is in the narrative. So it's interesting to me that it's been nominated there. I feel like. I'm giving it a lot of credit for that nomination. Like, 
to me, the best narrative is almost it. It, it almost goes hand in hand with Game of the Year. Like, you yeah, can't, I mean, like, if you I'm look never going to see no- Call of Duty on a Game of the Year nomination. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, I mean zombies though. It's great, but like maybe <laughs> the for narrative. Best, maybe best you, action if you, shooter. If you deep dive into zombies' uh, story, I will. I will fight tooth and nail for uh, it to be best narrative for the, best for the not, dive zombie story. Not, not best narrative. It's it's most surprising narrative. You you don't expect to find something like that in a Call of Duty game, or at least I didn't when I found it. You know. Yeah. And just to keep going off of that, not I didn't mean to change the subject, but uh, <laughs> I actually have played Call of Duty, and I feel like that's something that a lot of people miss because it's that narrative is thrown into the like a side like oh you we have multiplayer we have campaign and then we have a horde mode just go shoot stuff and then it's like no but the horde mode story is actually way cooler than the other stories and like it's spanning four or five games and and i when i say that i play zombies everybody's like oh why like it's just repetitive i'm like but oh it's, it's not. so no because you have to like it's so not you also have to work for the story like you have to do the easter eggs to get the story otherwise you don't get it like you don't just you don't just go through a mission and then all of a sudden you get a cutscene. It's like you have to like work at it, practice it for weeks, and then finally get it on your 800th try, and then you get a cutscene. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing with uh, zombies. I remember deep diving into the story because uh, I, I remember playing it lots and trying to get into it and trying to get good at it and all this stuff. And then I just got curious, like, oh, like who is the like these zombies are saying something like they're saying sam why are they saying sam okay i'm gonna look that oh my god this is and you just deep dive into this like insane story that no one had any right to tell but they told it anyway like (laughs) that's my opinion of zombies i actually want to touch on a game that i know sacco has been playing recently um he's told me about uh destiny did you play destiny 2 or was it just destiny i played destiny a lot Destiny came out a few years ago now. I can't even remember. Probably about four or five years ago. Uh, Destiny 2 came out also a while ago. I I just recently started playing it. Um, because it's on the Game Pass. Um, with all the DLC and all the expansion and stuff. And I forgot how much fun Destiny was. It's, um, it's a loot and shoot. Like, very much where you have to, like, just do the same missions over and over again and then just hope for better loot kind of thing. But because I started it so late, I have to play through like the original story of Destiny 2 and then go through the expansions because every expansion then has it has like a little mini campaign and then a raid at the end of it. And the way the raid works is you get four friends. It's three or four friends and you all rush into this like layer or dungeon or whatever and it's like it's problem solving like really high intensity like fights that kind of stuff and it's and then at the end of it you fight a big bad evil guy right um and it's just one of those things it's 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 one of those games it's kind of like animal crossing in a way where you can log in play for 15 minutes do a quick what they call um a nightfall and then it's just like a mission that lasts about 15 to 20 minutes. You do it, get your loot, and get out. Right? Or you can sit there and you can do a whole bunch at the same time. Or you can like just run around the open world and kill enemies and get loot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's Yeah, it was... 
It was nominated for Best Ongoing, which is interesting. Yeah, because what they... It's very much a live game. Like, it's all online. You you log in, you enter a world, and there's just a bunch of players running around. And then you you travel to a different world, and there's... Like, you, you could be running through one of your campaign missions while everyone else is just running through the world. And it's weird, because, like, I, I was playing a campaign mission as, like, a level one, because I just started the game, and, like, a level 300 showed up and then helped me with my mission. He he didn't he didn't start the mission with me. He just was in the world. I was shooting some stuff. He sh- came over and shot the stuff with me, right? Like it's one of those weird things. And there's like uh, what they call public events. So while you're running through the world, you'll get a little beacon saying there's going to be a public event here. Like they're going to drop a tank, or there's going to be a drop ship full of enemies in like thirty seconds. And then so a bunch of people will just wait in that area for the thing to happen. It happens. You all get your loot and you leave. And yeah, so they do seasonal stuff. They do a whole bunch of yeah. I it it's definitely one of. I mean, I don't really know of a lot of games that do stuff like that, but it's it's Fortnite. It's good for Fortnite, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Destiny's better than Fortnite. Play Destiny, don't play Fortnite. Yeah, there's there's a lot of lore, and what they do is they use a uh, they use they have grimoire cards. I don't really know how to pronounce that word, but um, you can like get all these cards in game, and then you go to Bungie.net slash grimoire cards and you log in with your account and you see all the cards you got in the game and you can read all these stories and there's like thousands of these cards like they built a very long history to this game that you could read if you care about or don't like it's it's up to you kind of thing so it's interesting because as a person who had dial-up internet until she was in grade 12 and that was not as long ago as it sounds now saying that i dial-up internet (laughs) Um, I cannot stand games that are online like I just if you tell me that it's going to be an online game and I have to be online I I don't care if I now have the internet to support it it's not it's not going to be my go-to yeah it's it's definitely it's an online only game like if you get kicked off the server maybe I was introduced to them too late you know yeah um, anyway, I want to ask a question before we move on to what we're playing right now. I actually have two questions, so hopefully we can get through both. Um, I have a really, I, wa- I want to bring one up really quickly too after your questions. Okay, but go ahead. I'm going to, I'll go one and then you can go another. Okay. Um, so my first question is what is the number one game that you're now seeing on these lists? And it can be a nomination or a winner of any category, but you're now like adding to your to be played pile. Oh, Hades for sure. Yeah, it's Hades. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I think so. There, I have another answer. If you're including the most anticipated game, which would be the Breath of the Wild sequel, um, it was anticipated before they told me to anticipate it. Uh, but I definitely am looking forward to the Breath of the Wild sequel. <laughs> um, Hades Amazing. for sure has like knocked off so many boxes as an indie game. I'm like, I gotta check this out. Yeah, I think I'm gonna Hades is up there. But I think, um, and maybe it's because I was looking at it before this, but uh, Valhalla is is catching my eye, too. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to play that. Um, there are a few games on this list that I, I already wanted to play. Like, I heard really good things about Ori and the Will of Wisps. Um, and Crash Bandicoot 4 was the game that I... Crash Bandicoot. Crash, Crash awesome. Bandicoot 4 is like, yeah, it's <laughs> to, to buying, but it's it like I've played I think that's a game that you would have bought anyways, though, right? Yeah, 100 percent If you're already gonna buy. Yeah, and then like 
as far as like most anticipated games and stuff, like the God of War sequel was yeah was up there on that so list. Yeah, I guess for games that I wouldn't have bought, it's still Hades because like, like I, I feel like probably, I yeah I I feel like Valhalla was gonna make it on my list. Like it was already it, eventually on my list. it was one of those like yeah three years from now I'll probably it might have got it. bumped up in the in, <laughs> in the, the playing in the queue. Thank you. Um, but yeah, for sure, I think it it's Hades. Um, before we step too far away from the game from the game awards, I just wanted to mention uh, I wanted to give Among Us an honorable mention. Um, I know it won best multiplayer and it got like best mobile game, but uh, the PC version of that game came out in 2018, uh, and okay. nobody was talking about it until there was a global pandemic and nobody had anywhere to go, and it just kind of brings it back to that. Um, a bunch of streamers were like, "Well, we." We we need a game to play. This this could work. And then streamers played it. Uh, and then immediately everybody was like, all right, we need this now. And then the studio was like, oh, we were going to make a second one, but we can just make a mobile game instead. And and they literally like I'm assuming at this point, everybody's heard of Among Us. Even if you don't know what it is, you've heard somebody say Among Us. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I just think like cr- it's crazy how a two-year-old game, a two-year-old indie game that is like, it started off as a flash game that they turned into uh, like an indie game is now like on the list for like it, it it's didn't get game of the year, but like best multiplayer, best mobile game for a 2018 game in 2020. Like that's pretty, I think that it deserves mentioning. Yeah. All right, and then, and then my other question is going to be is there any game that wasn't on this list that you're surprised about yeah you know i'm really surprised that the uh the dance Dance revolution version of kingdom hearts didn't make it on there ah uh, yeah of course you are <laughs> just for um... clarification kingdom hearts made a rhythm game <laughs> uh and it is important to the story apparently like you need to tap on the really? dots to under yeah they make every single side game important to the story that's they, just, they throw such one a kingdom thing hearts thing to and do and they're like well i guess i'm buying 17 platforms <laughs> i love the game i'm i'm very sassy because i love it um i don't know when it came out but tetris connected let me tell you about this game because <laughs> i was not ready for it when so i got like we recently i got re- recently got the the series x and was going through the Game Pass games, and Tetris was on there. And I was like, well, it's a small game. I'll download it. I'll try it out. And then I go to the journey mode. It's like, get ready for an emotional journey and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's Tetris. Like, what are you going to do to me? It's so much more than Tetris. Oh, my God. Is it so much more than Tetris? It, the there's I, I don't know how to describe it, but there's music, and there's feedback in the controller. And it, like, it's, like, every, I just, it's just, it's too much sometimes. Like, you got to. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> so Sacco, I'm gonna blow your mind here. Uh Tetris was originally released in 2018. 2018. Yeah. So so Tetris Effect was released in 2018. The original Tetris was released in like the 80s. Why well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Tetris Effect Tetris Effect was released in 2018. Um and it it was kind of pushed for the PlayStation VR. Um, but then it ended up on like Oh, and, and like the Oculus Rift. And I just want to say, like, if your mind blown is like, if you're if you're like, if your mind blown, if is... your mind, if your mind is blown now, just like imagine playing that in VR. That would be insane. Although I it it looks like it just got pushed over to the Xbox this year. And it, it got originally released on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. And it, the reason I downloaded it is because it had it was Series X optimized, which there weren't a lot of games 
that were Series X optimized at the time. And I was like, well, it's, I might as well see what the Series X can do. So I'll download Tetris, I guess. And I am very glad I downloaded Tetris. So so I haven't played Tetris Effect Connect, which is like the, I think it's a multiplayer um, yeah. capable version. Um, Tetris Effect is like by far one of my favorite, like absolute favorite games. Um, there's like kind of a campaign, but it it is beautiful and it like it's amazing it puts you into this atmosphere that just like it is the greatest like as a music lover and a visual effects lover like it just everything connects together and i guess that's why they were like let's connect it more and then they re-released like the tetris effect connected um like i think that just came out when they ported it to xbox Mm -hmm. um but definitely, if you're in, if you're looking for a game, Tetris Effect is by far phenomenal. I don't think it deserves Game of the Year because it came out two years ago. Uh, like Among <laughs> Us. <laughs> it's another one of those games, though, where it's like you can't really nominate it for a lot of these categories. So I don't expect to see it. However, I like if I could convince everybody to play it like definitely play this game yeah yeah yeah, don't underrate it because it's tetris it's not just tetris all right matt what are you playing right now i have currently purchased call of duty black ops cold war and i can absolutely tell you that i am just like i am in high school when i was in high school it was like 5 a.m i'm looking at the window like shit i gotta go to school in a couple hours uh when i tell you that i hear birds chirping before and i'm like oh man you're playing a game. You're like, ah, I should go to bed. And then you hear the chirping of a bird. And you're like, oh, it's a bad sound. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> oh, I've been um, there. But yeah, um, I've purchased, I played a lot of Call of Duty. This one has brought me back to playing the way I used to play when I was in high school. I think the last time probably would have been like Black Ops 1 or Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of got away from it for a while there. And I feel like this is back to like, you know what? It's Call of Duty. You're going to like it. There's no jetpacks. There's no crazy stuff. You have a gun. Yeah. There's there's Nuketown. Go shoot some people. I really like what they did with the zombies mode. They brought back the original zombies map, but they completely um, changed it in a way that still it brings the nostalgia aspect. It's like, yes, I love this map, but it added more without becoming too extreme. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm definitely a fan of the map of what they did. I'm excited to see what they're going to do next. I will be playing this game for the next. 50 hours of video game time that I'm playing. I think um, I've always really liked when they do the throwback maps. And I know that people get frustrated because there's like a lot of throwback maps, but I've always thought it was super fun. So the difference with this throwback map, like, I don't know if you remember, um, so the map we're talking about is, is Nocturne and Totten. And yeah, in transit, I think it was Black Ops 2, the transit, like you can jump off the train and like run into the field and then like, oh, look, we're in the original map. Yeah. And you're just like yeah. kind of thrown into the side. Um, and then in Black Ops. I'm going to be honest. Three, I never did that because the what were they called? Those. those oh, they were the trail demon boys and it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. yeah I didn't like them. Uh, those were my <laughs> least favorite part about Black Ops 2. <laughs> uh so but like even like what i mean is like that tiny little like it was just like oh look what we did and then in um black ops 3 when they brought back all those maps um the last map pack that they released for black ops 3 mm-hmm. yeah revelations 
revelations. revelations. Like they they were like, look, this room is from this map and this room is from this map. And like it was a good like it was a good way to finish like that story arc, but there was just way too much going on. And I was like finish. Quote unquote finish, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like this is oh, like this is a cool map, but like there's just so much going on. And then in this new map, like I don't know if you guys have played much of it, but it's like it takes place in in um I think 1984. So like 40 years after the first zombie map and like you have the original map covered in graffiti which is absolutely what would happen if this was a real place and it's been untouched for 40 years like you know it's getting covered in graffiti um and then there's like a secret underground base that explains where the zombies were coming from so it's like oh okay so i have the original map it feels like the original map it doesn't feel like it's just thrown to the side like you start directly outside the original map and then it takes you to the story without getting too far away from it without it being like Oh, like interdimensional. Well, um, okay, there is interdimensional portals, but <laughs> the map itself—it's a good map. Play, play. If you like zombies and you stop liking zombies for a little bit because it got way too much, go back to the zombies. It plays a little different. Um, the score points are different, and like the way you collect uh, some ammo and your guns is different. But it plays like the original zombies, and I love it. All right, Sacco. Um, I'm currently playing through um shadow of war um oh interesting it's a game that i actually owned for a while on the pc and never got around to playing it um and it was on game pass so i downloaded it on the xbox um and i loved the first one shadow of mordor um and so they just it it's pretty much the same game just with a few things added like you can capture fortresses and stuff and it feels really Lord of the Rings where it's like very like lots of people battling all at the same time. And you're running through like just to get to the captain or the overlord or whatever you want to kill. And um, so I, I yep. also played this game and yep. I, I agree with you that it felt very Lord of the Rings. My issue with it is that they kind of push the online aspect a little. I don't know how far into the game you are. Um, but you mentioned capturing fortresses, so I'm assuming you've gotten to the point where it's like capture this online fortress. It's like yeah, so they're do this. I mean, I feel like they might have toned that back a little bit because it's on my map. I, I there's online vendetta missions that I've done. There's online conquest missions, which is the one to take a fortress, and there's online pit fights where there's a new mechanic where you can like capture a, a captain, like an orc captain, and you can just send him to fight other captains or war chiefs or whatever. And if he wins, he levels up. If he dies, he dies. Right? Like, um, so you I guess you can send your captain to go fight someone else's captain. I haven't done any of those missions yet, but um I know when the game first came out, there was, it was a lot, it was a lot of lot backlash. Worse. It was a, it was a lot worse. Yeah, there was a lot it's of backlash now, but on it's, it. It's still it's still a lot. Um when I turned the game on for the first time on the Xbox, there was actually a pop up saying that, hey, like we we're sorry for all the stuff that we did on this game um there's going to be an update on on like in like may of 2018 that will take out all this stuff take out all the microtransactions all this stuff and then um well it'll be back to like what you expected from like after playing the first game and i was like oh that was kind of cool it was weird seeing that message in 2020 being like i heard it that update was two years ago and i've already gotten the update (laughs) like so so I, I understand that, and like it's cool that they fixed it, but they did the exact same thing with Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is a very similar 
game and like it started off with and like now the game now is amazing but the problem is that nobody's playing it and i feel like a lot of people skipped on shadow of war because like you like you said you had it was in your library for three years it was yeah. in my library for three years before i played it and it's like they release a game oh microtransactions this that this that and everybody's like, okay this game sucks i'm not playing it and then oh sorry we fixed the game but nobody's playing it anymore so the online servers don't work anyways mm-hmm. i feel like that's my issue with i um oh ea made both games <laughs> um, uh no it was U- did ea not make no ubisoft. it was warner brother and ubisoft that made i take it back work. both companies suck <laughs> well, <it's> not, <laughs> let's not let's not end this on a bad note um i it was definitely a very good lord of the rings game but before i get too heated about the microtransactions let's switch over to marissa what are you playing right now all right so i'm actually i'm still playing the witcher um which I've finished recently, but I'm playing through some of the DLC. But I don't want to talk about that one. I actually <laughs> played a game um, recently. It came out a couple of years ago as well. Um, but very good play. I played Cuphead. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and um, f- frustrating. Very I frustrating. played it um, with my brother, actually. Uh, so he was Cuphead. I was Mugman. Um, I've never so desperately wanted to wreck my 4K TV (laughs) as I have playing Cuphead, but like in a totally worth it kind of way. Like we got to the end and I was... Did you get to the end? Yeah. Oh, I gotta play that game with you. Yeah, you do. Because I, so, yeah, I definitely beat, uh, maybe spoilers, I don't know. Um, I definitely beat the devil. To Marissa, the game um, came out like 10 years ago, five years ago, six years, years ago. ago. No. Oh, maybe they re Three years ago. It was 2017, I think. Was it? Okay. That game is absolutely, I love the way it looks, the aesthetics. I the was aesthetics never able, amazing. like, I got to the second part, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, we I did need not to get play far. it together because I, I get very obsessive about. I get very obsessive about video games um, and I immediately got into this one. Like it took me about 45 minutes of just playing around with the controls to like figure out what was going on and realize, you know, like, okay, this is kind of the flow. You need to get into a flow. And then once I realized, okay, you need to get into a flow, you need to just like watch this, this and that. And like the aesthetic was just drawing me in the entire time. And then I was obsessed. Like there was like, I needed to beat this game um we were up until nearly two three in the morning every night um playing this game beating all the levels and then we were definitely like not like (laughs) we were not leaving it incomplete yeah um and so uh interesting thing is when you beat the game it's like you get an achievement and you're like, it says, you know, congratulations, you beat the game on normal. And I was like, what do you mean? Because no, like Marissa. you can't, you can't no. play it on a lower level because you don't collect the soul contracts, right? No, Marissa. and so, no. Then you get back to the main screen, and it's like you've unlocked the next difficulty. And I was no. like, no, I did not. <laughs> so um, I might be playing through that in a bit, but uh, I'm going to take a. I definitely took a step away from it to play some other games, but it was heavily enjoy. Um, it is a for anyone who doesn't know this game, it is a run and gun 
It was released in 2017 um, by a studio. I think it's their only game. It was Studio MDHR. Um, and it's very much in the style of like, if you think of um, what's the cartoon, uh, Walt Disney's, um, his like, like original. Steamboat Willie? Steamboat Willie, thank you. Yeah, it's very Steamboat Willie aesthetic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very like, it was I was looking into it. It was all um, like hand Hand done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They used watercolor for the background and then they actually just took photos of the backgrounds and, you know, did some, I think they did a little bit of Photoshop and stuff, but that's, you can actually tell when you're playing. Um, It's a little bit fuzzy on the characters. Sometimes it doesn't quite line up in this like beautifully, authentically nostalgic way. Um, Highly recommend. If you haven't already played it. So I think the difference between me and you, Marissa, is that you play games on the hardest difficulty and I play <laughs> them on story mode. Um, so I love Cuphead. I played a lot of Cuphead. I will never finish Cuphead. I probably will never return to Cuphead. Um, if you want to play, I will absolutely sit and watch you play um, because <laughs> I love the way it looks. Yeah. Um, but if you are not a person who likes hard games, maybe maybe watch it. Yeah, that's Maybe actually a good. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good um, asterisk on that game. If you do not like the challenge or the frustration of a challenge in a video game, like if you want to, if you want to go fishing and that's, that's great, <laughs> and you do that, I think that's totally awesome. If you want to almost want to wreck your 4K TV or whatever TV you have in your house or whatever monitor you have, buy Cuphead. All right. I think that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, For more Crowned Heathens content, you can check out our YouTube account. It's just called Crowned Heathens. Currently, we're filming a series called WWMD or What Would Matt Do? You can also check out our Instagram account, Twitter account, and Facebook account. And they are all named Crowned Heathens. Until next time.